2: And like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to all of you for tonight's and our second part of our two part series. For a really, really fun treat. We have uh, Scott Pullen tonight from Clemmer and Associates. We have Barb and Bob, our two guinea pigs, <laughs>
0: squeak, squeak.
2: <laughs> who, who we have all heard from before. And we have my partner and co host, Mr. Peter Mingle. So everybody say hi.
0: Boink, oink. Oh. Oh. <laughs> hi. <laughs> boink, oink. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, and if it doesn't go well, we can always do a rendition of uh, Old MacDonald Had a Farm.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, of course it's going to go well. <laughs> It'll go great. It'll go great. So so just a little bit of background. Um, for those of you who didn't make it to last night's show, Scott Pullen is a 25-year friend of mine, um, which I say and then I cringe because it, I know that I didn't age 25 years, but um, he and I met back in the day with AOLA Corporation and a uh, great product, great product line, weight loss, fantastic, um, until, of course, FDA came in and said ephedra and Huang were no longer allowed to be in weight loss products, and I've never, ever had my genes that small since. But um <laughs> that company went away and Scott moved on to work with Clemmer and Associates and uh he has been there ever since. First as a marketing magnate and then as a facilitator and uh and all the all twenty five of those years I've been one of his biggest fans and uh I, he started as an author that in a book that I was reading and I said I gotta meet this guy. So for those of you who are reading a book and say, You gotta meet that guy, it could turn into a twenty five year friendship. Pick up the phone. Or more, yeah, (laughs) or more. It could could be a lot of things. And that's actually something that I'm just going to take a quick side note on, because, you know, now that I am writing a book and I am in a book mentorship program and I know so many authors, I can tell you that some of my best friends are authors. And uh, today I went to my vet to find out that my puppy, who is a year old who I didn't yet get spayed, um, made uh, made it out without me looking long enough, to have four puppies on the way, and um, basically, my my vet is also an author, and and she's a really good writer, and I'm going to go ahead and help her get her book out there, and she's probably going to come on to the show, because she's a really strong, great entrepreneurial story, and she's also an author, and as I think about it, you know... More people should call their favorite authors or email them or get through through their social and and tell them what their books mean to them because what I heard from Denise Michaels the other day or yesterday was that you know back in the day when she first started hearing that she changed somebody's life when they read her book she would sit and she would cry in gratitude because people go through a great deal to go ahead and and create that that kind of work for the world. And um, and letting them know what it means to you is a really important thing. So definitely reach out and hug your favorite author. That's my message for the day. Peter, what you got?
0: <laughs> oh, Peter, where are you, Peter? Peter I'm here I am so here sorry. you. I
3: didn't. <laughs> I had you on mute. Uh huh. So
0: <laughs>
3: and and I went and had you on mute. I had some noise in my background. That's why I had you on mute.
2: I have no problem. I
3: think, first of all, I don't know what we're going to talk about relative to Scott's stuff, but I know that the impact that his organization had with the group of people that we worked with way back when was huge. So I'm, I can't wait to hear the stuff that he's going to talk about, because we heard about sunglasses yesterday and hope we're going to be talking about whatever he's going to teach us today. But it's going to you know, set the course for some of you that might be listening in, into being that life-changing course, so I'm super excited about the possibilities that happen as a result of the relationships that are developed. And Scott and Clemmer Associates, let's go for it!
2: Absolutely. So to set you up a little bit here, Scott, you know, um, let me just let everybody know. Scott told me that I should bring a couple of people who were goal-oriented to this to tonight's show. And for those of you who listened back the first week of January, a quick update. Barb, who went 17, 17 times she submitted for a job at the company that she wanted to work for as a scientist because she became a scientist very recently. And yesterday was her first day at work, right? Monday. Monday was her first oh, no, day Tuesday, at work. Tuesday. Tuesday was. Tuesday, okay. And it, it's it's incredible. Yes, it's It's incredible. incredible. So for those of you who have been following along the Barb saga... She has, she, do you have your little little badge that says you're a scientist and it's you? I have two of those,
0: yeah.
2: Ooh. Yeah, I'm Congratulations. very excited.
0: So, that was, so Scott. Uh, the
2: very most exciting part, actually, was getting that badge. I can imagine. You have to send me a picture of it so I can put it up i will with your with it's your not something out of an airplane <laughs>
0: okay
2: <laughs> so 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 scott just so you know barbara's one of my dearest and oldest friends and uh she showed everybody what endurance can do what intention versus mechanism is all about
0: you got it and
2: uh and it's a really cool story and i'll tell you about it later but she's she's here for that a hundred percent and then bob adams the tax guru who is completely in love with all things personal growth and development-related, and he came for yesterday. So he's all caught up, and we're just along for the ride. So you take us where you want to
4: go. Awesome. Well, I want to congratulate Barb. Thank you. It's either either just a great example of perseverance or, like uh, Dawn had mentioned, without Barb even knowing it, it's a classic example of the very thing we're going to talk about on this conference call tonight. So it's perfect having both you and Bob here. And Don, what's your dog's name?
2: The the mama's name is Chloe.
4: Chloe. Yeah we talked about dogs yesterday and look at what you've manifested in your life in just a day. <laughs> hey, I tell you what I and tell you what. I, I guess you already know there are four puppies coming, right?
2: Yes, and so anybody who's looking for a puppy just has to call me. They'll be ready yeah, in about yeah, yeah. 12 weeks.
4: <laughs> well, I thought what a perfect context for our call here tonight.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: You were expecting nothing and got four. Yep. That's huge. I mean, that that I would call a large amount of change in a short period of time, <laughs> which is exactly what we talked about yesterday. Absolutely. And what if every person listening into this program tonight could create as a result of this call or additional work done on top of this call to generate four times the result in their life and in their business? And what if they could do that actually without having to work any harder or any longer? Man, wouldn't that be exciting? Brilliant. So that's what we're going to focus on tonight. Our call yesterday, we talked all about uh, programs, subconscious programs, belief systems, or something we refer to as sunglasses, and for most of us, you know, depending on the research you read, somewhere between 80 and 90% of all the subconscious programming that runs our lives minute by minute, day by day, is a result of programs that are put in place before we're five years old. No wonder for most of us it feels like we spend our days working with small children (laughs) because that's literally where most people are making the vast majority of their decisions from. But I know the audience here today will be primarily uh, direct sales and network marketing people, so I want to focus on something that will really support them in shifting their subconscious belief systems and programs into a pattern that will support them in creating astronomical results in their business. So I guess the most effective place to start would be with an understanding of how how we think, of, of what our subconscious programming already is around our business. Wouldn't it be valuable to know that? Absolutely. There's a, there's a scripture from the Bible. It comes from uh, Proverbs was from uh, King Solomon, a gentleman that most people would refer to as like the wisest of all kings. And most of your listeners could probably complete the statement for me if I started. It'd be some version of, of, as a man or woman thinketh in their heart, so are they. And that heart level thinking is something we refer to as programs or belief systems. And I love. I think one of the one of the funnest things about my job is I've developed this really amazing skill. I'm kind of like was it Karnak the Magnificent, the guy on the old- uh Carson show that could hold an envelope to his head and read through the envelope i've I've developed a skill just like that. I can look at anyone in direct sales or network marketing, and I can tell them how they think at a heart level around their business. Isn't that amazing? Truly. Do you think they'd all like to know how they think at a heart level?
2: Nope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it kind
4: of stings. Here's the answer. All they ever need to know to know exactly how they think at a heart level around their business. Just look at this, Jack. hmm Ouch. <laughs> mm-hmm. So today we're going to work on shifting a specific type of thinking or programming at a heart level to produce bigger results in your life, and not just in your business. Uh, we're going to cover a formula here on the on the call and the, uh, the radio program tonight. That's called the formula of champions. My mentor Brian Clemmer used to call it the million dollar or the secret formula of champions. It's literally a formula that he used to generate. million when he had no background in fundraising. It's a formula that I guarantee you is the exact formula that Barb used after all those attempts to get her job as a scientist. Part of the reason we call it the secret formula is she was unaware she was even using the formula. Even the most successful people on the planet, those that have produced huge results, the vast majority of them are unaware of this formula. Man, imagine how effective and productive they they'd they'd be if they were aware of the formula and could consciously choose to apply the formula so again, if the secret uh formula champions were the million dollars secret formula champion huh. <laughs> there's a teaser,
2: huh. Absolutely, and when we get back from our commercial break from our sponsor, <laughs> you're going to tell us all about it. And uh, you know, and and I got to tell you, Scott, I, you're going to have to go back and listen to the story because Barb's Barb's had a really amazing story, and I'm going to give everybody a quick recap because we have one minute. Barb lost her husband to a coma from a motorcycle accident, and then he died. She decided she was going to put herself through school. She was going to get her college degree. She wanted to be a doctor without borders. She didn't tell anybody that she had quit high school because she didn't want to take that away from her children because education was so important. She put, she finished. She got not only her her high school diploma, she her GED. Then she put herself through college, and she is now employed as a scientist with Boehringer Ingelheim, who which she went and applied seventeen different times until. She was finally accepted for an interview, got a call back, and when she didn't get the employment letter in time, drove to work every day for three days, got up, got ready, and got ready for work and went to work every day for three days until she got the letter of employment because the universe knew that she was going to work there with or without Boehringer-Engelheim's permission. So <laughs> that is <laughs> And now for our commercial break. <laughs>
1: Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more.
2: If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively.
1: If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level. For
2: email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations.
1: Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash The Dash Radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles.
2: Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, Click follow at the top of our show. Then hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.the-radioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio. And now, back to the show. Okay, and we are back. Now, for those of you who are just signing on with us, this is The Dash. I'm Dawn. We've got Peter. We've got Scott. We've got Barb. We've got Bob. And in order to go ahead and get yourself into one of the Clemmer experiential workshops, you need to get on over to That's com, And or you can call.
4: Go ahead, Scott. If they'll call 800-577-5447, we can actually save them uh, $200 on attending one of our seminars if they'll enroll over the phone versus the Internet.
2: Oh, that's right. So you definitely want to call instead of... uh, And give them promo code DASH. A promo code DASH, and that's eight hundred five seven seven five four four seven. I actually wrote it down this time, so I'll be able to do that for you.
4: <laughs> okay,
2: Scott, so tell us where we're going next.
4: Awesome. So we're going to jump right in and give everyone the formula champions, and you can apply it anywhere in your life. We just talked about Barb using it, even though she was unaware of it. Uh, my wife and our daughter, Kathy, who's funny just used it to get accepted into an internship program at Disney World. My wife used it to release over 140 pounds, and I've literally watched thousands of people apply this formula to significantly improve their results in their direct sales for network marketing businesses. So if you have a pen and you're taking notes, you'll want to write this one down. It's an actual formula. In fact, it's written as a mathematical formula. uh, Do you
1: run a home-based business? Are you looking under? Okay,
0: go
4: ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Almost threw me off track there for a minute. So uh, it's a formula, like I said, I got from my mentor, Brian Clemmer, and it had been passed down for generations by the time it got to Brian. So it's not brand new. It is time-proven, yet it's still a huge secret for most of us. So if you have a pen, you want to write this one down. Drum roll first. Everyone get excited. Here comes the million-dollar formula. Three words. The first word is intention, I-N-T-E-N-T-I-O-N. Intention, then if you'll put a plus sign, then so the next word is mechanism. And then an equal sign, and the final word is result. Intention plus mechanism equals result. Man, now that's exciting. Everyone out there on your radio program, Don, has the formula, which means they're ready to go out in the world and create millions with it, right?
0: Yeah, for sure.
4: (laughs) I wish. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. I will never forget the day I first saw that formula. I got all excited about it. Brian wrote it on a flip chart in front of the room. I was sitting there on pins and needles, so excited to get this formula. He flipped over the page, and I remember my first reaction was, "Oh." Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that it? And next words I'll never forget. I said, "I already know that," mm-hmm. and he looked right back at me and giggled
0: mm-hmm. and said,
4: "You don't have a clue. You think you know that, but you don't know that." Mm-hmm. Because when I saw those words, basically what I saw was some version of. Where there's a will, there's a way, or what you want is what you get. And the formula that I just gave you, the million-dollar formula of champions, has nothing in common with those two statements. Hmm. Those two statements are all about wanting and willpower, which are energies that reside in our head. That smallest, least powerful part of who we are as a human being you know, when we said earlier, as a man or woman thinketh in their hearts, so are they. Therein lies the secret. It's shifting to a whole different level of knowingness and not simply knowing of or being aware of the formula, but truly knowing that formula at a heart level. Here's an example of what I mean about truly knowing something at a heart level. My wife and I have five children. Four of those are birth children. Based on the fact that I have birth children, you know, if I were to ask the question, does that mean I know childbirth, what do you think my, the response I would get from most people would be?
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: Typically, the men in the room will start nodding their heads in agreement with me, and all of the women start shaking their heads. <laughs> Because the reality is when it comes to childbirth, I don't have a clue. Someone in my family does, and that's my wife. My wife truly knows childbirth. I I simply know of or am aware of this thing called childbirth because what I'm lacking is an experience. And, again, the secret to the experiential learning we do as a company is we can simply tell somebody about something or get them an opportunity to have a true experience of it and shift their belief systems, their programs, their sunglasses to the point where they have a true knowingness around that formula. So um, what I want to do tonight is, first of all, let's just kind of play with the formula. It's important that we understand what those three words mean and we kind of have a common understanding of them. So that first word, intention, if we were going to, you know, typically just what we're going to do here on the, on the radio program tonight, we would do it as a live interactive experience in a seminar room. So I'm really going to have to ask people here today to visualize, you know, use their mind's eyes to picture us being in a workshop or together as we walk through the experience, um, and then it will make more sense to them. So the first thing we would do is just some definitions of those of those three words. The first word being intention. John, what's one word you might use to define someone's intention? Clarity. Great. Okay. intention to clarity. Bob or Barb, if you're you're there, how would you define it? Goal. Um,
0: yes. Yeah.
4: A goal. Great, great you one. my word. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some Someone people did. might say it's a desire. Was there another one? Um, A will. Could be a will. A dream. A dream. Man, all those are really great and powerful words, and they're examples of what we talked about yesterday when we talked about sunglasses, right? Those are different people's experiences of the exact same or belief systems or programs around that one simple word. Tonight, if, if people are taking notes, I'm going to give you a specific definition, not that there's anything wrong with the ones that were provided. They're all straight definitions. This definition, however, fits this formula perfectly, and that definition is intention equals your deepest commitment. Deepest commitment. So mechanism, how could we define that? Hmm. Well, mechanism, usually that uh, token effort, a way. Ooh, that's nice. Effort, a way. Vehicle. A vehicle.
0: Apparatus.
4: Apparatus, I like that word. You know, in in direct sales network marketing, a mechanism could be a specific company, it could be a product, it could be a sales tool like a brochure or a presentation. Um or we could just simply call it like we did yesterday a how to. And any of those words will work as the definition for mechanism. So it's not about being precise with one. How about the final word, uh result? How could we define that? That kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, result is a result. The manifestation. <laughs> could be the manifestation. That's a good one. A product oh, com- bank account? Uh- I like it. Something you can measure. (laughs) A a result is something you could measure. If we were in Canada, somebody would say a process.
0: Or process,
4: as we tend to call it here in the States. I was doing a class a couple years ago down in Tulsa, Oklahoma, a big old cowboy in the front row. He said, results is what you get. I went, man, that's plain and simple. Mm
0: -hmm.
4: (laughs) So if we put the whole formula together, it basically would say your deepest commitment plus a mechanism equals your result. Pretty clear, right? Yep. Now, even though we have those terms defined, I mean, this is kind of like being in school. When you would work on mathematical formulas or definitions of terms... Where would all that information go?
2: Short term memory.
4: Yeah, go right to our heads where we would study and memorize for short term, long enough to be able to pass one test, and then what happened with all the information? Gone. Yeah, then the information would just be gone in a heartbeat. Or, you know, if you tend to be working with teenagers in general, it's like you gave them the answer, it went straight into one ear and then right out the other, right? Uh Are we talking about politicians? (laughs) Politicians, too. The the perpetual teenagers, I think we call them. (laughs) (laughs) So what we're going to spend the next portion of the call working on is moving that knowledge, that head knowledge of this formula to a far deeper and more powerful uh, creative part of where we are as a human being. And that's to our subconscious mind, which is where all of our programs or sunglasses reside anyway so that we can see the world differently to produce a different result. So we'll do some application when we come back from this break.
2: Perfect. Axel?
4: Savage
1: Smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you've kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles.
2: Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 (coughs) for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And welcome back to everybody. We are halfway through a really exciting dash with featuring Scott Poland from Clemmer and Associates. And for those of you who have not been listening up until now, you're gonna need to go back and listen to the recorded archive because I can't possibly catch you up. But Scott, back to intention mechanism.
4: <laughs> awesome. So back to the formula of champion. So imagine with me if you would. That we're all seated together in a in a training room somewhere, a seminar room. The next thing I would do is I would ask for for a leader, a leader of leaders among the people in the room to volunteer. Do we happen to have anyone on the radio program today that feels like a leader and would be willing to step up and volunteer?
0: You do it, Peter.
4: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll do it. Is that Don? Sure. Awesome. So Don. Um, I I would bring you up to the front of the room and uh, I would introduce you to the next process we're going to walk through in the room. We're going to have an actual experience or application of the formula. So what I would do is I would walk over with Dawn to one of the walls on either side of the room with a clear path across the front of the room. And I'd draw like an imaginary line on the ground. And we'd use that line to represent dawn's life at this very moment. It would represent your health. It would represent your income, your relationships, your spiritual path. Everything is represented by that imaginary line in front of you. And then as you look across the room to the other wall, we'd allow that wall on the other side of the room to represent 50% completion on whatever goal you happen to have. So if you'll bring the cup to mind, and you don't have to share it, Dom, but you can if you want, like a goal you would have in the next 30 days, walking across the room and touching the wall on the other side is going to represent you being halfway there. So then Mm -hmm. when you get to the other side of the room, you turn around and walk back to where we started, where that imaginary line was. And the moment you step across that imaginary line, Represent you being hundred percent complete on your goal. So we're already the big celebration when you come back across that line,
0: mm-hmm.
4: and then I simply give Don an instruction to go ahead and start. So Don would start walking across the room. As she's walking, I'd turn to the audience and I would ask, you know, based on what Dawn is doing, what part of that formula does the walking she is doing represent? Barber Bob, what would you say the walking represents in the formula? Um, that would be the uh, the mechanism. Oh, beautiful! Yep. So that would represent the the mechanism part. Now, this is a pretty fast group, Don. So you're probably mm-hmm. going to have to slow your pace a little bit give you some time to get through the rest of this formula.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: So if you're like halfway across the room now, if you'll just kind of hold your position there for a minute.
2: Got
0: it.
4: I'm going to work with the rest of the crowd. So. Now I turn back to the to the audience and I would ask, you know, now we've identified the mechanism in the formula. The next question is, what is Dawn's intention? What might your answer be? To get to both ends of the room. How do we know that? She made the token effort and stepped forward and moved to the middle of the room. Man, you know how often I hear that. Oh, she's working really hard. She's putting forth effort. So it's clearly her intention to get there. You know, the reality is, you can never tell a person's intention by their effort or how hard they're working. Some people's intention is to simply work hard. I don't know how many employers you've ever had in your lifetime, but one thing that all my employers have always had in common is not one of them ever paid me for working hard. What did they pay me for? Results. results. Yeah, they didn't really care how hard I worked. They cared that I produced results. So I'm going to go back to the same question again. What is Don's intention? The results. How do we know that?
2: Am am I allowed to come in on this?
4: Um, Maybe.
2: Okay. I know you've seen
4: this before, though, so let's let the others do the work for a minute. Okay. What's Dawn's intention?
2: The result. Well, she's... The results, right?
4: Which is what? Right now in this process is to get to one end of the room. Right. Ah. So, usually what people will say is, Scott, it's Dawn's intention to cross the room. It's Dawn's intention to be complete on her goal, right? She's working really hard. How else might they explain how they think they know that it's Dawn's intention to be complete on her goal? Mm, Where's she looking? Yeah, well, she's looking in that direction. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She has a vision. Or they might say something like, Well, Scott, we know it's Dawn's intention to be 100% complete on her goal because she told us that was her intention. Man, now is the time for a huge wake-up call. You can never tell a person's true intention by what they tell you their intention is. (laughs) That's true. If you could, when your kids told you it was their intention to do their homework, they'd actually do their homework. (laughs) If you could... When people in your organization told you it was their intention to enroll five new people this month, they'd actually enroll five new people this month. You can never tell a person's true intention by what they tell you their intention is. Inevitably, the third one I hear is this. Well, Scott, we know that it's her intention to come back across the room and cross the line because you told her to. (laughs) Here's the final huge aha you can never tell a person's true intention by what you tell them their intention is. There is one and only one way to ever tell a person's true intention or their deepest commitment. And that's based on result. Often harsh, but always fair. You base everything on result. There is always, I mean, imagine if you were looking at my hand if intention represented the front of my hand, result is like the back of my hand. They're, they're distinguishable. You can tell the difference between intention and result, but they are connected. It's almost as if they do a dance together. And for every result we actually create in life, we have a matching intention. Or we have a commitment, a true commitment, that matches every result we create in life. Man, sometimes that can sting to hear that because some people will say, well, Scott, I had this goal last year, and you don't get it. I really, really wanted that. I get a person's sincerity in wanting to produce something. I also get, after a lifetime of experience, that there is no connection between wanting and intention. The only thing wanting creates is more wanting. Very true. wanting does not produce results so, so wanting um, produces reasons <laughs> Yeah, wanting produces reasons and people that produce very very few results but get very very darn good at sounding reasonable
0: that's why <laughs> they don't have those
4: results so some point I would be asking so what is Don's true intention like I'm holding up my hand if result equals intention, what is Dawn's true intention? If people start saying to cross the room, to cross the room, and then I would ask, so how will we know, based on result, that it's Dawn's true intention or deepest commitment to cross the room? And usually about this... What's that, Dawn? Go ahead. No, that was me. I said if she
2: actually does cross the room.
4: Yeah, right? so maybe now she starts moving across the room and eventually crosses that line, and there's a huge celebration in the room. Now, based on result, what is Dawn's deepest commitment?
2: To cross the room.
4: To cross the room, to actually produce the result that said she was committed to in the first place. In that moment, Dawn hasn't just heard of this formula of intention plus mechanism equaling results, she's actually had an experience of that formula that so often rings true for people, and already they're more likely to accomplish their goals. Do you think out there in the world someone's likely to step up, point a finger, and tell you to stop when you have a big goal? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, not unless all the dream stealers in the world live in my town. (laughs) I think they're everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: At some level, there's an intention Don was more committed to than moving forward and achieving her result. And more than likely, it was being polite, <coughs> waiting for instruction, following directions from me. Which there's nothing wrong with any of those commitments or those intentions. The only problem with those commitments or intentions is that they were not going to support Dawn in creating the results she said she was committed to with her goal or her dream. That's right. So the next next thing we're going to do is, rather than just giving one person an opportunity to have an experience of the formula, we would give every person, either on the radio program or with us in the, in the seminar room, an opportunity to have an experience of this formula as well, So then I'd invite everybody back up to the front of the room. Man, now that's exciting. And have (laughs) everyone connect with what their goal or dream would be. But to make things safe, what I would do is I would just have them cross the room one time. Man, just imagine if I had a group of 60 people going both directions, I'd have people colliding, which wouldn't be very safe. Mm -hmm. So I'd have everybody identify a goal or a dream and see it on the wall on the on across the room and uh and we're going to do a similar process with everyone that we just that we just did with Don so here would be the instruction everyone's going to cross the room they're going to go one person at a time and everyone has to come up with a unique formula a unique mechanism something that hasn't already been used so Don walked right which means everybody else is going to cross, but nobody can walk. So if the next person came up and skipped, nobody else could skip, and since I mentioned skipping, nobody could choose skipping. If the next person hopped, nobody else could hop, and since I just mentioned hopping, nobody can hop across the room. What can you imagine is already going on in the minds or the subconscious minds of the people in the room? That means you're going to run out.
0: It's like, oh my heavens, Scott,
4: there are only three mechanisms to cross this room. There are only three ways to build my direct sales network marketing business, and you just took all three of those away from me. All of a sudden, what starts driving people at a subconscious level is what Brian Klemmer would call poverty consciousness or poverty thinking, you know, a, a true, you know, truly devastating thought process of the subconscious line that says there's not enough. Mm
0: -hmm.
4: And based on that limiting belief system, people start limiting themselves and their possibilities before the doorway of opportunity is even opened. So we just simply go one person at a time and we'd have them start. Now, one thing we would add is if somebody replicates a mechanism somebody else has already used, We'd give them some really polite signal to we'll let them know they're using the same mechanism. Like maybe they were just shorter and they didn't see somebody else uh, use a mechanism or they started hopping, skipping, or walking across the room. So maybe we'd give them the old game show <clears throat> noise or something if they if they use the same mechanism. And then we just start the process with everyone. So, Barb, if you went first, how would you get across the room? I would run. You'd run across the room. Nice. Bob, how about you? I crawl. You crawl. Awesome. So picture this. They're both going across the room. Dawn, how are you getting across the room?
2: Jumping jacks.
4: You're doing jumping jacks. Peter, what are you doing? I'm worming my way across the room. You're worming <laughs> your way. Great. <laughs> now everybody's across the room. Man, we've all accomplished our goals. That's exciting. And when you've accomplished one big, hairy, scary goal in life, guess what's going to show up next? More goals. You get another goal. Mm
0: -hmm. So now we turn (laughs)
4: around and we go across the room. So, Peter, how are you going to get there? I'm walking backwards. Walking backwards. Great. Don. how are you going to get there? Backstroke. Oh, backstroke. Awesome. How are you going to get there, Bob? I'm dancing. You're dancing across. (laughs) What dance are you doing? Uh, The hula. The The (laughs) hula. I'll be in Maui next week. I'll be thinking of you. How about you, uh, Barb? Well, I want to say I would fly. <laughs> there you You'd go. Fly. Okay. So fly. Lots of different ways you could do that. <laughs> awesome. Now we've accomplished another goal. Now in the room we'd actually be doing this with a group of 30, 40, 50, 120 people in the room. Eventually what's going to happen with this audience as we're walking through this process?
2: They're going to get panicky.
4: Eventually they're going to start getting panicky because all of the options or the perceived options are beginning to narrow, and eventually we're going to end up with someone that's standing there and yeah. says something mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I can't think of anything." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So imagine one if you just imagine that we ran out of possible mechanisms, or have felt that way, and you couldn't think of something. Bob, you want to? You want to be that person for us? Uh, I'm stuck. Nice. We (laughs) can't come up with anything. Totally stuck. Totally stuck. Simply means Bob is in that place we talked yesterday. He's in a place, an experience we've all had thousands of times in our life called being stuck. Or like yesterday I said, he's made a bit of a stuck bill, right? He has a result, something he wants to create, but he doesn't have a clue how to do it. So what we would then do is work with Bob. And if you remember from yesterday, we could tell Bob what to do, couldn't we? The yeah. problem is that's all how-to training, and people don't do what they're told anyway, right? Right. We've all had people who were stuck in our business and gave them instruction on how to get out of it, relatively simple things that they simply just chose not to do. We could try to motivate him across the room. That's not going to work. What we're going to do is the third, we're going to give him an experience around raising his intention to actually produce the result he said he was committed to, to creating. Bob, you ready for that? Go for it. Awesome. So let's try this first. If I were to offer you, if I said, if you come up with a unique mechanism nobody else has used yet in the next five seconds, it's got to be a brand new mechanism. I'd give you a crisp new $100 bill. How long would it take you to come up with a mechanism? I'm tumbling. <laughs> you know, over, you're tumbling. You know, even when it's a person that is absolutely frozen, producing no results in their life, by doing just something relatively simple to get them out of their heads into a far more powerful part of their beingness, which is into their hearts, where they now have the power to create, all of a sudden, as if out of nowhere, that mechanism just magically appears for them, and they get themselves across the room.
0: Mm-hmm. Aha.
4: Uh-huh. Pretty powerful, huh? Super powerful.
0: You
4: know. Now, we can even go beyond that. Oftentimes, we'll, we'll go until somebody gets stuck, Then I'll have somebody stand up in the front of the room and I'll say, great, now we're going to do the exercise with you, but you can't use your right arm or your right leg. Man, that might get somebody stuck, huh? (laughs) You know, I don't have them do that because I like to see people suffer. But, man, if you've ever had a big goal or dream, you've probably had somebody slash your budget or slash your staff or you've lost a product in your product line or, you know, we've all been in those places where we, you know, we had – devastating um, blows struck on us in our business, you know, have perceived limitations on what we could create, but with clear intention, they still find a mechanism to get there. Or I might even say, great, you can't use either arm or either leg. Does that mean it's impossible for them to get across the room? No. 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 Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Regardless of circumstance, Regardless of obstacle, it's still possible. I was just doing a class two days ago. Um, I was in Lafayette, Louisiana, I had a lovely gal in the room named Ellen. Ellen was 71 years old and totally blind. Ellen went across the room three times using an entirely new mechanism. Man, that was a wake up call for me and got me feeling pretty pathetic or sad about how pathetic. Most of the excuses are I try to use in life to not move myself forward.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: So, Don, we probably have a break coming up here real yes. quick. Or do yes, we, have some we
2: time? do. We're a little
4: over. So go ahead, Axel.
1: Are you in a run about your taxes no more with this simple template. Your business deserves the best, and so do you. Try our simple bookkeeping formula. You'll look organized, find your receipts, and you might even get a write-off. One thing is for sure, you'll thank us. Visit bit.ly forward slash the Dash Taxes. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash D-A-S-H Taxes. You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright deBrance and Peter Mingles.
2: Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.the-radioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And welcome back to this very special DASH uh, we have Scott Pullen from Clemmer & Associates. For those of you who didn't write it down the last time we said it, make sure that you go ahead and in order to save $200, okay, you can go over to Clemmer.com and check out everything. And for those of you who are analysts that need to look over all the details and find the nitty-gritty details out first, go to Clemmer.com, check it all out. But then make sure you call, and you call 800 800- Five seven seven five four four seven. 577-5447, again that's 800-577-5447, and use the code DASH, and you will get $200 off of your seminar. So make sure that you go ahead and call, don't sign up online or they're not going to be able to credit you. So um, go ahead, Scott, finish this off.
4: Yeah, I would ask for most people just the value they've created in this call tonight is worth the five ninety five they pay on the website. Mm-hmm. But we can save you an extra two hundred loading <laughs> price at three ninety five if they call the office. So Absolutely. here's what we do next in the uh, in the actual seminar is I would ask people to share with the group what their takeaways were, what the discoveries were they made during this last exercise. Dawn, was there anything you just discovered? Why well, have it. Oh, Dawn, yeah, you're here.
2: Yeah, I'm here. Oh yeah, I mean, I had. Dawn. <laughs> I I absolutely was just thinking about the fact of the that I that I still twelve years later, even when I know how to do this stuff and I do it over and over, I find myself at the front of the room going, <laughs> and 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 it just takes another boot and another reminder and hearing it again to to knock me into gear.
4: It's easy to freeze momentarily when you're the one in the heat of the fire, isn't
2: it? Yeah, even when you know.
4: <laughs> yeah, even when you know. How about you, Barb?
2: Um, just, you know, the the mechanism thing hit pretty hard for me. Um, you know, just find another way.
4: Just How keep finding another How many ways by the way, Barb? Um,
2: I'm going to say infinite.
4: Yeah, I, mean, I love that word. You know, in, the, in our work, we always talk about the three parts of who you are, being your head, your heart, and then the third level, which we call the, you know, i my personal preference is to call it the God, but it's that level we're connected to that has is infinite in its power.
0: Exactly.
4: If it's true that there are an infinite number of mechanisms to cross the room, would it be fair to say there are an infinite number of mechanisms to build a business?
2: Absolutely.
4: Yeah, here's the craziest part. If there are an infinite number of mechanisms to achieve any goal in our life, why would we waste even one minute for the rest of our life, now that we're aware of that, why would we ever waste one minute again worrying about the mechanism? That's how average thinkers live. Average thinkers are constantly in search for the right mechanism Believing that when the right mechanism shows up, they'll produce the result they say they want in life. Where truly successful thinkers understand that if they'll ignore the mechanism, but work on truly clarifying their intention, the mechanism will take care of itself. There's a way we explain that at Clemmer, and it goes like this. When your intention is clear, a mechanism will always appear. When your intention mm-hmm. is clear, the mechanism will always appear. If that's true, do you still need a mechanism? Absolutely not. So I'm going to suggest you do. Right? You have to have a mechanism to get across the room, right? Yes. But to have a specific mechanism and attached to just that imagery of that mechanism is You're a downfall. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a specific mechanism. Every one worked, didn't it? Yep. We could stay there all night. We'd have a thousand different mechanisms. Every mechanism works. Now, granted, some were faster, some were slower, but all those mechanisms worked. Now, another thing that some people will oftentimes point out that they noticed is that it's possible to have conflicting mechanisms. Like I could say I want to be successful in my direct sales network marketing business. I want to become platinum, diamond, ruby, emerald, whatever the title is, I want to achieve in my business, but I'm also committed to comfort. Comfort's a drug. (laughs) Or I could say I'm committed, but I have this this, uh, underlying belief system at a subconscious level where I believe that if I'm truly successful in my business, there's a price I'll pay with my family. So I believe that either or, you know, that scarcity thinking again, I can either have a happy family or I can be successful in my business. So that kind of thinking absolutely would, would slow you down. So based on the fact that it's possible to have conflicting intentions or conflicting commitments, would you like to have some support on how you raise your intentions towards what you say you want so that it matches what you actually produce in your life.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: So either Bob or, or Barb, does uh, one of you have a big goal in your life with, say, in the next 30 days? <laughs> Mine's rather demonstrative. I'm stuck with doing taxes, so I guess survive <laughs> tax season. <even. laughs> okay. So we us come up with something better than just surviving tax season. I get to have an incredible tax season. Okay. Could you also have a balanced life during tax season? I do. So if you could do something spectacular that doesn't seem possible for you right now, for yourself or your family during tax season, what would it be to do? Take off on vacation on March 17th for three days. Awesome. Are you already planning to do that, or would that be a stretch for you? Nope. I already got it in the plans. Okay, so that's not a stretch. Let's come up with something different. Okay, let's go from, uh, let's see, holy mackerel. Well, I can tell you a huge stretch, and it's already part of the radio show. The uh, program that I put together and put out there to share with everybody would open the doorway for many people to make inquiries and to be able to handle the volume you know, smoothly and effectively and thoroughly. And be able to give people the relief that they're seeking when it comes to the fears they have attached to to taxes. Yeah, so that's a a stretch. Thirty days. Give me an outcome. Um, That would be your goal. Five hundred calls. Five hundred calls in the next thirty days. Five hundred calls in the next thirty days. Yep. Okay. Are you willing to 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 play at increasing the results of that actually happening? Of course. Let me give you one technique for now, since we have limited time on the call. I'll give you one way you can guarantee doubling your odds of success. Are you open? Go for it. What if it was all all you had to do is say one word? Would you be willing to say that word? Of course. Awesome. Average people won't use this word, and that's probably why they're average. The word is promise. Find someone in your life you can make a promise to that you're going to produce that result. You know, at least with me, I have five kids. All I ever have to do is promise my kids I'll produce a result. I'll do anything to prevent myself from breaking a promise to my kids. Do you think that doubles my odds of success?
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I think it far more than doubles it. So to increase your intention, you want to become a promising fool, and don't get in the habit of promising yourself, because you're the person you break the most promises to anyway. For more tips on how to raise your intention, come visit us at Clamor. I'd love to share them with you.
2: Absolutely. And uh, for those of you who have even just had a little bit of fun in the past 24 hours, I, I cannot recommend this work more. Barb has heard me at music festivals all over the world telling people about this work. Have you not? Yes, I have. <laughs> she has heard me. I've told people over and over. Don't even ask me how I have the life that I have. Just go and go get the life that you want to go create because my results have been astronomical since the day that I found this work. And I know that Scott's had, and, and I know that even just just coaching friends a little bit here and there and coaching Barb through some things, She's sat at the top of Machu Picchu because of this work, um, because yes, I've I done have. the work with her. So, you know, intention mechanism is just the tip of the iceberg. Go. Whatever you and do, no matter what your goals are, go. if we can do are, it, go. Dawn,
4: anybody can do it,
2: right? Oh, my gosh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. So, guys, it has been an absolute pleasure. Peter, do you have any questions? Yeah, anybody? when can
3: we have Scott back? Because we're not done with him yet. No, we we're not done with back. him.
2: We're not done with him, and and I will make sure that I harass him because I'm going to call him right after the show.
4: <laughs> and, and we have some other things. I wouldn't even consider harassment.
3: Yeah, and we have some things that I want to discuss on on the next show with him because a lot of the things that he's teaching are exactly the opposite from what people in network marketing are told to do.
2: Absolutely.
3: Because Absolutely. one example is they say it's got to be duplicatable, and everything I just heard about walking across the line had nothing to do with duplication.
0: So
4: mm-hmm. I'd
3: love for him to handle the conflicts that we get sometimes from the front of the room relative to how people build the business.
4: That's a deal.
2: Absolutely. Yes, so we will we will definitely put that into the works. And thank you so much for coming and spending two days with us, Scott. I know that your schedule is hugely busy, but um, I'm jealous you get to go to Hawaii next week for, for a work reason, and I don't, so... You have to come <laughs> so, so we're you. here. It's raining. Thank you so much for coming. Guys, thank you, everybody, for joining us at The Dash. And Barb, enjoy work. And, Bob, thank, thank you, you so much. All right, guys. Always And fun. Kevin McCarthy Always on Monday night. Kevin McCarthy, the on-purpose person. So oh, make sure awesome. that you go ahead and uh, join us here at The Dash, 7 o'clock Eastern, Monday night. Thanks, guys. Thank you.
1: Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot.
2: To get reminders for our live shows that happen every Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, click follow on the top of any show.
1: Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com.
2: For upcoming mobile hi. experience, text DASH no, to 37404. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the dash radio.
1: Again, thanks for spending some of your dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon.